1: The premier podcast for all things Penn State football.
0: Talk about culture—it's something that should show up in every aspect of your program.
1: It's the Blue White Breakdown, brought to you by Penn Live. Here are your hosts, Bob Flounders and David Jones.
0: It is the last regular season game for Penn State's Nittany Lions, the nine and two Lions hosting an inspired Michigan State team Saturday at 4 o'clock. The big game, Dave, is obviously Ohio State and Michigan. We're going to talk a lot about that, Dave, but I got to ask you about a couple of things regarding Penn State. What's the first thing that comes to mind, the very first thing when you think
1: of the land-grant Sean Clifford. All the answers are Sean Clifford.
0: That's my second question. What's the first thing that pops into your head when you think of that land-grant trophy? I, my, my first word is clunky.
1: <laughs> that football player on the top. <laughs> he's kind of in the middle on the top. You gotta you need a map, really, to say exact <laughs> I said that like a Michigan person. You need a map. I was just <laughs> I was just on with Jack Eveling and Lansing yesterday on his radio show and it was and it was funny because Anna was in the car and I was we we're coming back from the <laughs> nature preserve a long hike and I offered that Anna Anna could do some Michigan accent uh sentences. She's from Flint. <laughs> she's from Flint, but she was born in Grand Rapids. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> Didn't I used to have like a CBA team, Grand Rapids?
1: <laughs> well, what are you asking me for? You're the authority, Hammerhead.
0: I I did cover the Harrisburg Hammerheads for about four games, and then they went defunct. Thank you, Van Farber, for that. um <laughs> But uh, I think there was a CBA team the in Grand, Grand Rapids,
1: Rapids. Mackers, right? The Mackers. Yeah, that's where the Macker tournament began on the streets of Grand Rapids. I believe that's what it was called, the CBA team. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just want to share one one CBA experience that I had with the Penn State fan base. I know they're like, what? What are you doing? But this is going to be worth it. So, like in the mid 90s, the Harrisburg Hammerheads were created. They played at the Harrisburg Farm Show. They did, I think, they lasted like 11 games. They were run by <laughs> Van Farber, an expansion. Uh, an expansion owner who was a little bit in over his head. He accrued massive debt and they just, they folded like a cheap tent. But uh, one of my, one of my uh, career highlights is they had a game on Christmas day at the farm sale at noon. So I had to leave Bethlehem and my family and come up for this game. And it was a very, very hotly contested game. I swear this is true. It came down to the end. And at one point, The scorekeeper from the Harrisburg Hammerheads, who will remain nameless, but Dave Dave would know his name if I said it.
1: It wasn't Bricker, was it?
0: Yes, it was. It was. I didn't (laughs) want to to do that, Dave. You did it. We're not going to say anything else. There was some issue about the score and whether it was right or not. And the visiting coach, it was really highly contested, uh, got really upset, went over to the scores table, looked at the official score, and he goes, you know what? I can't tell what the problem is. Are you incompetent or are you just a cheater? What is it? Are you incompetent or are you a cheater?
1: <laughs> it must have been right around this time of year. That's a beautiful holiday story, Bob.
0: Yeah, and like two games later they folded. So that is you said Grand Rapids, and I just wanted to share that with Penn State fans.
1: Who was the che- who was the coach? You remember? You remember? I, I,
0: I can't be sure, but I, I think it was I think it was uh, it was Musselman, <laughs> one of the Musselmans. <laughs> it
1: might have been Eric Musselman. Yeah. I
0: don't want to lay that blame down because it's it's been like oh you, know, you can lay it oh years. you can lay
1: it. I'm an Ohio State graduate and but, I saw uh, I, think, Musselman. I think he
0: might have been the coach. If he wasn't, I apologize. But he, whoever the coach was, was seriously teed off.
1: All right, well we kind of got off the point, didn't we?
0: Yeah, but that was kind of that was a nice little holiday story to warm the hearts of all Penn State <laughs> football head football fans. Uh, as far as the land trophy goes, Dave, the only thing that's a little bit clunkier to me than that is that statue of Sparty out right, right in the lobby of like the stadium, that giants, that, that
1: giant Sparty's on the Sparty's on the land grant trophy. He's in, yeah. he's, he's that, there, that, right?
0: that sculpture is a little off putting. It just is. It's the guy, the thing is naked.
1: He has no genitals too. That's, that was, yeah,
0: he's, he's basically got no genitals and, that also makes me a little uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> there's there's certain facets of the land grant trophy. First of all, you remember the the Seinfeld scene, the Seinfeld episode where Kramer's redoing his apartment and he says, it's gonna be all levels, all levels. Like <laughs> this. <laughs> and it's all gonna be carpeted. That that reminds me of the land grant trophy. The other thing is there's you know, most of it is devoted to either Michigan State. Or Penn State. But then there's this pointless little football player who who's just kind of in the middle, who is in a vulnerable place. And he's constantly apparently it's been knocked off like three times. And Jeff Nelson told me they were getting ready to put it on the truck and, (laughs) and they realized the thing was was teetering like this. And they had to use like like. Flex tape or something. Well, flex tape hadn't been invented, so I guess duct tape. Just just to like stick it on there and then paint it black so no one would notice. (laughs) You know what, Dave? I'm starting to think,
0: though, as time goes by, it's so weird looking that it's actually beautiful. I think there is some merit to how unique it looks and how big it truly is.
1: Yeah, I did a story on it about seven years ago, I guess, right now. and I went went and got Bud Thalman, who was in the middle of – he hated the thing, the former Penn State SID, because he used to cart it around. And they actually weighed it. It weighs 74 pounds. It takes, <laughs> did you know that? Somebody weighed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's that's why it takes two linemen to carry the thing. One person's just not carrying it. But Bud was in charge of getting it on the, the equipment truck. And it was always the last thing. Bud said, "Where's the Land Grant Trophy? It's a goddamn thing, you know." And, and they were always like shoehorning it on the back of the trailer <laughs> and then closing the doors, and it would it would get scrunched up against the uh, bag of shoulder pads or something. And and that's how it went. But but it's it's been through a lot, Bob, and it's it's hardy, just
0: like the Stanley Cup. It's been through a lot. It's just not as prestigious, much
1: like Sean Clifford. See that always comes back All right, right.
0: there yeah. you go. Let's go go for it. Go! It's his last appearance at Beaver Stadium. I think it's his forty-fifth career start.
1: Are you positive?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Is he he coming back for a seventh year? I'm pretty sure. But you're right. You got to leave the door open.
1: Can't they petition Kevin Warren personally?
0: Can't they? He turns twenty. He turns twenty-five in July. So there's always a shot he might come back. But he
1: could play a Brigham Young.
0: He could. He could. Uh, What do you think? What what uh, what about the reception? What do you think? What 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 sticks out to you about Sean going in with final Beaver Stadium game?
1: What did Franklin say? Perseverance, right? Yeah, I think
0: he nailed it. I really think that was a good way to kind of sum up because he has endured the good and the bad. He's he's been right in the middle of it. 2019 was the good, you know, this year. Pretty good. But 2020 and 2021,
1: not good. This might be good if they can pull through and win this game. Michigan State is absolutely unpredictable. You don't know what they'll do. Uh, they look dead in the water after that Michigan game, that tunnel debacle. They look like they were completely sideways. Then they go to Illinois and win. Did anyone see that coming? And that was Illinois was 14th ranked. They were 7-1. and one. That was the beginning of Illinois' demise. The score was 23-15, but it was 23-7 at one point in that game in Champaign. Then they kind of get it going again, beat Rutgers, and they've won three out of four because they beat Wisconsin, a pretty good team before that. And then last week they're up 31-14 on Indiana. We saw Indiana. I have ranked Indiana at the bottom of the power poll the last two weeks. Not this last week, but the two weeks before would you agree with that? Either Indiana or Northwestern or Rutgers has got to be you between to, yeah, them. Yeah,
0: you can throw Nebraska down there somewhere, too. You but can, yeah, and
1: I've thrown them down there. But Indiana's got to be near the bottom. And they let Indiana come back on them at home and send it into overtime. They've got all sorts of special teams problems. Their long snapper just can't seem to – he, like, he bounces snaps to the field goal holder – He throws it over the punter's head. They got a great punter, but they've got all sorts of problems on the coverage teams. And Jalen Lucas ran back another kickoff all the way. And next thing you know, it's a game. And then they sent it into overtime. Their kicker missed a 21 yard field goal to win the game. Was it blocked? No. And he missed it, and it wasn't close. It wasn't really close. I mean, that's like Tony Linhart stuff. Remember Tony Linhart with Baltimore the Baltimore Colts? Baltimore Colts. I do. <laughs> I think I saw him do that. This was for the win, mind you. And they they uh, went to double overtime and they lost to Indiana, but they dominated the stats. They're 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 a better team than that. So you, you they're volatile. You just don't know what you're going to get from week to week to week. If Penn State can win this game, they would be ten and two, and then they're fighting. Essentially, uh, Johnny McGonigal wrote a really good story this morning about what it really distills to and everyone wants to see Penn State in a New Year's Six game, rather than going back to Orlando, I think. Sit, right? sit
0: Tris, sit, sit,
1: sit, Tris. You want that? You don't, don't want that, do you? I don't care. You know, I don't mind know. Florida. I don't mind it. I mind Florida. I don't like any part of Florida. <laughs> any part of Florida. <laughs> uh, I think it's coming down to either Tennessee or Penn just
0: football, State. Is football game or is this, just, is this life? A yeah, you know? lot of things. A lot of things. I got you. I thought so. I thought yeah. I thought
1: so. <laughs> so it's coming down to, I think, Tennessee, who is 10th ranked in the latest college football uh, playoff rankings that came out last night, and Penn State, who is entrenched at 11th uh, for some reason. Uh, Tennessee is in a spiral now. They lost 63-38. to 38 to a bad South Carolina team, uh, I was just on the phone with uh, some people. I talked talk to some people. I, w- I won't say who I talked to, but a, in a, a um, an impeccable Tennessee source, and he says that locker room's got a lot of trouble, and it relates to NIL and who's getting paid and who's not, and apparently. Some DB went up to somebody else in the locker room and was like getting in his grill about you think you're all that you, and you can fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name any names, but well, that their was
0: quarterbacks good. hurt, right? Isn't their quarterback? Yeah, and
1: is hurt. I mean, they're going to Vanderbilt, who has just beaten Florida and Kentucky back to back in Nashville, James Franklin's previous institution. If you know anything about Nashville, most of the state still, almost everyone roots for Tennessee in that state. No one roots for Vanderbilt football. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess it's, it's Derek Lee is his name is the coach. He's got that thing going a little bit, the guy that took over for Derek Mason. And they would not, have nothing better than to beat Tennessee, whether they've got their hand and hooker there or not, and they, they don't. So that would really help out Penn State for the Cotton Bowl. I think if Tennessee either really struggles with Vanderbilt or loses that that would very likely lift Penn State above Tennessee if they can beat Michigan State in the rankings and if they're ranked above Tennessee I think their odds on for the Cotton Bowl. Otherwise we're looking at the Citrus.
0: No shot at the Rose Bowl devo.
1: The way the rankings shook out and the way the the Blake Corum thing is shaken out. Blake Corum I think it's a contusion. It looks like a contusion on his knee from when he got hit. He got hit by an Illinois linebacker with his leg elevated. So it wasn't planted. There's, there doesn't look like there's any structural damage, but he, he got hit hard on that knee in a way that just makes it sore for a couple of weeks. And I think you agree with me, Blake quorum has got to be 90 95% at least against Ohio State for them to even have a chance and you don't think they have a chance anyway, right? I mean, Jim
0: Harbaugh, you just know. You just know <laughs> in a perfect world, he wants to give it to Blake 35 times for about 171 yards and just make sure Ohio State only has the ball for 11 minutes and that might not be able to happen uh with him. If he if he's like even if he's like 75%, he he was so good early in the year, so good against Penn State, but it's an attrition deal, man. You you can it's 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 very real. He, Chase Brown, those guys have been pounded all year. They're warriors. They want to play, but they are not they're not the same guys they were in early October. You know who
1: is? You know who is the same guy who's who's had that work who's had that workload? Oh yeah, the guy from Minnesota. That's right, Mo Ibrahim. Mo Ibrahim last week thirty nine carries, two hundred and sixty three yards. And they lose, and they lose. Yeah.
0: Stinking Iowa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's got the inside track for Indy from the West? The Iowa Hawkeyes, the laughing stock, the punchline of everybody all year, their offense, and here they are, man. They're like cockroaches.
0: You love
1: yourself, Mo, I
0: Ibrahim, and, and deservedly so. You were riding that, uh, that train early, and he is a hell of a back. Penn State, I know, hand- handled Minnesota. They played their backup quarterback. I don't think it, might, it really would have mattered. But they had all kinds of trouble trying to corral that guy. He is a powerful back, and it's not fun getting in front of that.
1: If he's not worn out by this, he's, a, he's an NFL back for sure, don't you think? He doesn't have a real burst as the problem. Yeah.
0: He's the And the problem, yeah, he's an NFL back, Dave, but he, he's a rotation back because he's not really a guy that you want as a three-down back. There, there's very few anymore in the NFL, but if it's third and two and you have an NFL team and you have a pretty good offensive line, you give it to him, you're going to get a first.
1: It, no one has had the workload of Corum, Ibrahim, uh, and um, Brown. In this league since, yeah, you got to go back to like 1987.
0: You love saying Lorenzo White's name. You'd love it.
1: You love yeah, it. Yeah, Lorenzo White and the kid from uh, Indiana whose name I can't remember, that Bill Mallory just worked. Yeah, yeah, Anthony Thompson uh, just worked them to death. I mean, it's like we're going back in time, but and Kenneth Walker with Michigan State last year was almost the same. It, it's It's kind of like everyone decided football was going to be seven on seven and then. People like Big Beals and uh, and Jim Harbaugh, Sharkface. They all decided, oh yeah, well let's let's see how you see how you like this. And all of a sudden, everyone was Wisconsin except for Wisconsin. <laughs> they haven't been Wisconsin. An interesting transformation uh, to me. You tell me if I'm wrong because you would know better. It seems like the NFL is picking up college football traits and employing them rather than the way it always was years ago, the other, the, the other way around.
0: Yeah. And it's also a brilliant workaround by the big 10 coaches who don't have quarterbacks that are any good. <laughs> that's uh, true. That's, yeah. that's probably also true, but uh, yeah, it, it, it is, uh, it's, uh, I felt really bad for Bielema watching the I, we, I watched the end of the, you did too, the end of the Illinois Michigan game in the Rutgers press box and I don't want to say they deserved a better fate but they they played their tails off and they could have easily won that game and that would have been you know that would have been quite quite a, an achievement for 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 him and that program in a very short time. I I thought they were they were right there. I know Michigan obviously Ohio State was looking ahead to Michigan and I think Michigan knew that Illinois was going to be tough but it it, it was really uh, I thought a remarkable performance by Illinois.
1: You know who else was looking ahead to Ohio State-Michigan? The officials. <laughs> I, I have always fought off all these conspiracy theorists and people, fans in the Big Ten who have said they want Ohio State and Michigan to win. But, I mean, that was exhibit A for they wanted this game to happen one way or another. That booth review, remember the booth review? That was not a catch. It was not a catch, and, and they allowed that to, to go on, but that was only a five-yard gain, and Jake Moody would have hit that, that field goal from 40 just as well as 35. The worst one was the obvious. It wasn't even a pick play. It was just blocking by, I think, it, it was. Full sound play, right? Yeah. yeah, by Jim. I think it was Jim Lachey's kid. Uh, the tight end from Michigan, just block guys out of the way ahead of the – that was a fourth and three play with just a few seconds to go. They had to have that play or Illinois wins the game. And they just – the official right there doesn't throw the flag. I mean, it. it looks bad and – That's all I'm going to say. I don't. I don't know anything, but I I can't say that a directive came down by phone. Like, uh, Dave, I
0: think you've said enough already. Okay, I think you've said enough. As you're blasting the big that has been
1: said around the league. Not only that, but I mean, there was a there was a really as as people know. I I I spend all day Sunday and some of Monday watching every game, at least some of it, like a lunatic. And, And the Maryland Ohio State game had a really ridiculous. Uh, interference call on Jacorian Bennett in it uh, against Ohio State at a pivotal point in that game on the drive where Ohio State went ahead. And that was, that thing was 33 30 at the very end. And Maryland had the ball at midfield. That could have gone the other way. Mike Loxley, who doesn't usually flip out, I mean, almost never on the sidelines.
0: He out on you after the game a little bit. Like, no, uh, I
1: mean, he wanted to, but he didn't. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. He, he held it in. Well, you have
0: had that happen to you a lot, though. People, you get people a little wound up sometimes. Bobby Knight, all of them. You, you get you get people riled up. Jim Harbaugh about Woody Hayes. You, you just like to push buttons.
1: Go ahead. Knight, I didn't push his buttons. He just he. Ch- <laughs> yeah. Since you mentioned, you we might as belt. well. I mean, this was after a game they won in double overtime in, in the <laughs> Jordan Center, and he should have been, been delighted to win this game. Delighted to win this game because basically it was screwed up in the end by Penn State not fouling up three, you know. And that, that let him back in it. I can't remember if it was the Luke Wrecker game or who who hit the shot, but that got it into overtime. He should have just been ecstatic saying Penn State played better or something. We didn't deserve to win. We won. But no, he comes in and looks at the stat sheet and it threw his convoluted strange mindset. He goes, I think the turning point in the game was when we we had 31 fouls and Penn State had 14 or what it was. Those weren't the stats, but you know, you know, and and he's looking at it on the stat sheet and I just blurted out. Blurted blurted out was yeah, I said, are you saying you didn't get a a good whistle from the from the refs, Bob? (laughs) (laughs) He looks he, he said, what I said was, and he repeats himself for verbatim, and then he looks up and says, you want me to say it in Spanish? <laughs> which was classic.
0: Or I don't know which one's better, that one, that exchange, or the Jim Harbaugh, Woody Hayes, Dave Jones uh, triangulation of Crossfire uh, that occurred I think at Beaver Stadium a couple years ago. They're both very good stories, and they're both obviously kudos to you for trying to wind their watches a little bit, but they also weren't having it.
1: Well, those guys are bullies. You know, they, they like to try to bully people, and we're all just people. They have so many people around them who defer to them or deferential to them, and if something doesn't go their way, they're ready to flip out. I mean, they have so many facilitators around them all the time. I just enjoy seeing what happens when they aren't facilitated. You know, it's, it's fun. This is the Blue White Breakdown.
0: Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Everyone's journey is different, and we are honored to guide you to the best relationship with this incredible plant. Have questions? Google Cureleaf PA, or stop by one of our 18 locations across the Commonwealth. All right. Before we get to the, uh, the the Ohio State Michigan pick, let's get to the Penn State pick. Senior Day. What do you think's going to happen? Is Michigan State going to show up, or are they going to? Is it going to be like two thousand and two and two thousand and sixteen when it's just the whole second half is it's just the, the two thousand and two game was over like twenty minutes into the game. The two thousand and sixteen game was a rout. I think by late in the third quarter, which Michigan State team is going to show up? Are they going to put up a fight or not?
1: I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it, it's a totally unpredictable team. They have a lot of trouble on special teams where things can just blow up in their faces and then it gets out of control. But I do know this, Peyton, it's it's going to be another raw, rainy day, it looks like. No,
0: I thought it was going to be around 50, but I didn't know if it was going to rain or not.
1: Yeah, it's like 44 and and rainy by the end of the day. Kinda.
0: Hurt, that might hurt Michigan State more than. Yeah, Penn State. I think
1: it hurts Peyton Thorne. They do not run the ball particularly well, and they don't defend the run particularly well. They gave up 257 rushing yards to Indiana last week, but a lot of that was um, their their freshman quarter. Their sophomore quarterback who likes to run a lot, Sean Clifford could probably get free on a lot of runs and a lot of keepers in this game because they they devote. The back end to the run, that, I mean, it's, it's going to be bad news. So they're not a very good running team. They're not good at defending the run. And in that kind of weather, I think it, it has to favor Penn State. Anything can happen. But I'm. What what is the line? I heard the line was like 18 or something. Is that true? Yeah, I think
0: it's up eighteen. It opened at 17. Uh, I just looked earlier today. It was 18 and a half.
1: All right. It could go one way or the other. It could be fairly close or it could be a total blowout if Michigan State doesn't feel like playing.
0: We had to and narrow
1: it down. You just don't know who is showing up. Uh so I'm I'm gonna pick it close. I picked it last night on Jack's uh, radio show in Lansing as twenty six twenty-four Penn State simply because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Go <laughs> ahead. Uh I think I picked
0: 4814. It's either 4814 or 4514 Penn State. They're they're playing well, their defense is is attacking in waves. I don't I don't think Michigan State's super excited to still be playing and I think I think it'll play out that way. Did you did you remember to get, to give your predictions to the Patriot News sports guy? It sounds like you, you told Jack Dabling but you didn't tell you didn't tell the Patriot News what your score was. We're <laughs> supposed to have it in on
1: Tuesday. <laughs> later later that day. <laughs> Moments <laughs> later as Jim Nance would say. <laughs>
0: did you forget this- something David?
1: This just moments ago, Uh uh, yes, Bill Tall uh, texted me saying, just a reminder, a chirpy reminder. And, and I'm like, what is this about? I missed the email is what it comes down to. I missed, I missed the email last Friday. And I said, OK, so I cranked it out last night. I don't even think I put that score down on on. I think I put it down a completely different score on that one. I did. I did. I put it down 31-14. I got no yeah, idea. That, that about. sounds about right. Yeah. yeah uh, I got no idea.
0: Davey, Ohio State, seven and a half over Michigan. That's the line. I just looked it up again. It hasn't really moved. Uh, That was how it opened. A lot has happened in the last couple of weeks. I know about a month ago, you really liked Michigan's chances because of
1: the way they were. I I gave you the wrong score. The 26-24 was the Ohio State score I gave Jack. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Yeah, uh, 31-14 is my Penn State-Michigan State score. Okay.
0: All right. Okay, so
1: where, where are my glasses? I well, like the
0: Buckeyes to win, but the Wolverines to cover.
1: Yeah, I I I picked Ohio State twenty six twenty four. I I think it's a lot closer than you think it is. I think your opinion is much more interesting. Why don't you, as Woody used to say, come ahead, Bob. You, you, you want to? <laughs> you you have a you have a good idea. Come ahead. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> That's what he said to <laughs> one of his players if he if he had what he, uh, he did that. <laughs> he said that to one of his players on the Woody Hayes show. If they had the guts to say more than two words, he would say, oh, oh he said that to the host. They had the they had this you talk about Facilitas as Ted Mullins, the host of the show. If he's if he said anything off script, uh, you know, Woody Woody would like glare at him and he, this happened one time and he said like more than five words and and he goes, "Well, Come ahead, Ted. If you you have a, an idea of what should happen, come ahead, let's hear it. So, so let's hear your rationale about Ohio State blowout. I think you said 35, 17.
0: 34, 17, Ohio State. I think this I think that's all they've been thinking about this game the whole year. I think Jim Knowles, the new defensive coordinator, is going to have a better plan for Michigan's running game. Blake Corum is beat up, but uh, you know, it just depends on how you really think about stuff like this, but Michigan was awfully cocky after that win last year. Uh, Jim Harbaugh did not have something very nice to say about Ryan Day being born on third base. And I know that got remembered.
1: Uh, (laughs) I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Wow.
0: I don't think think Ryan Day forgot
1: about it. No, I'm sure he didn't forget about it. Desmond
0: Howard was downright rude to CJ Stroud at the Heisman ceremony,
1: taunting him about that win. You talk about a guy who's stolen money his entire career. Desmond Howard. Does anyone listen to anything Desmond Howard says? The
0: intangibles are are, are certainly on the Ohio State side for this one. And I just – I want to see what's going to happen if this comes out. Like, what happens if Michigan gets down by 13 points early? I mean, they really have, have kind of been in control or, you know, close to being in control, I think, just about every game, Dave. I, I don't think they've ever really – Illinois – threatened them a little bit. I mean, Maryland hung in there a little bit against them, but what are we talking about? They have not, have they faced any adversity other than maybe uh, last week? I, I just wonder, I just wonder what's going to happen if, if, if they get Ohio State's A game, because I don't think they've seen it. I don't think Ohio State has played its A game since the second half of the Iowa game when they, they just, uh, everything was clicking. They didn't play well in the first half of that game. I just think their athletes are going to show up, and they have more of them than Michigan does, and I think they want this game more than Michigan.
1: I hear you. It's just that I've been watching them at scrimmage since Penn State played them. And, buddy, they are not that impressive at scrimmage on either side. So it's going to be on Stroud to start flinging it around. It's going to be rainy there, warmer, I think about 52 and showery. Uh, he hasn't looked like he enjoys the bad weather so much either. He's not Talia But by, by the way, I, did you see the throws he made against Ohio State? Just three incredible throws. Where was that,
0: though? Uh, I know it was a bad weather day in, in Beavers. That's the didn't. point.
1: I mean, the difference between some quarterbacks these days in good weather and bad weather is astounding. They just. So I think I think the weather has a bearing on this game, but not as much as Blake Corum's health. And I just I would have maybe picked Michigan, but without Corum healthy, the the the, rest, the other backs they got are not even close. We we don't even know what's happened to their their backup Edwards, so Donovan Edwards. So I, I it's very hard to rationalize on Michigan winning without Blake Corham showing up and saying, hey, I'm good and looking good. Yeah,
0: and one final thing that was, one of the things that was a mystery to me in Ohio State's game against Penn State was Ryan Day's stubbornness to run the ball when clearly they should be throwing the ball 75% of the time at minimum. And he just, he was insistent. And I thought that actually really helped Penn State because that's not what they do best, right? That's not what they do best. They don't even have their best receiver from last year, but it, it's not, it's not that big of a deal because. Yeah. But I just, what happens if they throw the ball 80% of the time, like Ohio state did to Michigan state last year in a game that was supposed to be close and they won 62 to seven.
1: Yeah. Michigan's back five cannot handle that. I'm telling you right. now, If they just come out and start flinging around and Stroud is on, they can't handle it. All right.
0: Well, I think we've gotten to just about everything. Land grant trophy,
1: Sean Clifford's
0: eligibility, uh, CBA basketball with the Harrisburg Hammerheads. Uh, you're running with uh, Bobby Knight, and uh, obviously we picked Ohio State, Michigan. Do you have anything else uh, for Thanksgiving week?
1: Uh, honey, do you have any more ice you want to make out there? Could could you hear that on the, on, the, on this end?
0: What are you guys? Are you guys into the mixed drinks already? It's like 11:30 <laughs> on Wednesday. What is Anna doing? Is it cocktail it's hour downtown?
1: Podcast to make like an entire bucket of ice. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> she's apologizing
0: oh no, no apologies oh. oh
1: she's trying to cool off the turkey brine so it's a it, there is a good reason there was a good reason Dave yeah. okay, way to go they had a bomb she, she,
0: <laughs> she was just trying to make your turkey day pleasant
1: Bob you have a great Thanksgiving in the Lehigh Valley you a super one Dave here in Downingtown Pennsylvania and we will see you On Saturday from Beaver State. This has been the
0: Blue White Breakdown, brought to you by Penn Live.